everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode number 178, titled Super Nintendo World Revealed. I'm your host, Barry, and I'm joined today by Greg. Hey, everyone. And, oh, no, 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 Steve today. Uh, he's ditching us today. So, unfortunately, you guys are you're stuck with the two of us. Uh, He's unfortunately busy and uh, is unable to make it, but he should be here next time. So uh, let him know. Just say, ah, this podcast was terrible because lack of Steve, you know, like let him know he's really missed. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if you but, want to say it's terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast around, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, we, we, want, we want to keep Steve around. So, you know, yeah. his presence was missed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so if you are new to the podcast, if you have not uh, viewed us before, just know we, we are live. So please make sure to subscribe uh, on YouTube or on the podcast uh, you know, channel of your choice. Hit the bell. Um, we have a bunch of social media. We have a Facebook group. We have a Discord. Uh, we'd love it if you joined there as well. And uh, if you are live, please talk in the chat room. We will be uh, reading the chat and talking with you guys. We love that. That is one of the things that's great about this podcast is it's an interactive podcast. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, let's start up. Uh, Greg, what have you been playing lately? What have you been up to in the past two weeks? Question is more of, uh, <laughs> are you sure you want me to talk about more about Mario Maker? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yes, this is the game of my most anticipated game of the year that finally arrived. Um, pretty much I've been playing it just about every single day that I can. So the story mode was my first um, mission. I got all that stuff taken care of. I fully built the castle and completed all the jobs, got all that stuff completed. And then I dove into the making portion, uploaded my first level within like the day or two after. And then I worked on a second level, which took a few more days to get going because I needed to get some concepts down and figure out what I wanted to do for it. So... Um, today I just decided to take a look at the tutorial videos just to um, see if there's anything that gets unlocked just by viewing them because I know they were kind of toting that as a feature so I wasn't sure if they were like hide something secret and just make you watch like tutorial videos even though I already know what I'm doing but I noticed you get a little check mark and my completion itself is telling me that I should have all those completed so yeah, um, and I also still continue my dailies, both in Fire Emblem Heroes and Dragalia Lost, so that stuff's been ongoing, and yeah, just those three for this last two-week period for me. Yeah, I'm here, you. Uh, I'm, I'm like you. Uh, I've been doing Dragalia Lost as well. Uh, I'm so glad they brought back the New Year's event. That is an awesome event to farm. And I'm so happy uh, we have the uh, fire uh, first fire facility event coming in just a few days. But uh, there's... Uh, there's been a little shakeup. We could we could discuss that in a little bit too with with uh, Dragalia, but uh, yeah, of course I've been I've been definitely doing that. Uh, Pokemon Go is super on the back burner. I, it's it's so low key at this point. Uh, and on my Switch, uh, I've been playing one of my most anticipated games of the year as well. Uh, it is not Mario Maker Two, although that is one of my most anticipated games. It is Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Um, I was a Kickstarter of that. I absolutely love Metroidvania. I love the classic Castlevania games, and I love the Metroidvania Castlevania games. And uh, this game, to me, had it all. And I know the Switch version is arguably the worst version. It's the least graphical. It does have some slowdown in it, uh, you know. But they all have bugs, I'm, like most games nowadays. Uh, I played it. I beat it. it. Took I think 28 hours I spent on this game because I farmed. I I did a bunch of extra stuff. Uh, like you, I'm a completionist. Uh, and I absolutely adored this game. And I think anybody that likes any type of Metroidvania, um, like I know, Greg, you like Hollow Knight. And Hollow Knight didn't really yeah. pull me in. Hollow Knight did not pull me in. But I, like, this game is awesome. Like, if you have not played this game, I highly, highly recommend you get this game, um, even on Switch. Uh, I had one crash in 28 hours at the very end. Uh, not the very end of the game, but like at the, the very, I was really close to the end. Uh, I had a, a good amount of slowdown in one particular zone, the Tower of the Twin Dragons. Um, there's some slowdown there. Um, and occasionally a little bit of long loading in between 
areas, but not not much. It, it's really a game I definitely recommend you pick up and play. Um, the other game I've been playing, uh, which is also one of my most anticipated games, uh, which has been Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. And my wife and I finished the story campaign of that, and we're now just farming gear and waiting for the next content, which is in a week. And that game honestly blew my mind. Like, I've ton- done tons of MMO expansions, tons of Final Fantasy expansions, all the Final Fantasy story, like the single player, and like... I'm going to say the story of this goes up close to like Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy IX and IV for me. Like it is so good, it pulls at your heartstrings. It it's just like if you're ever thinking about an MMO, I can't recommend this game enough. And and Shadowbringers, just from the music to the the atmosphere to the story to the even the side quests, like it's just so good. And and it literally was absorbed, and and this is why I was so mad at, at Nintendo for Mario Maker being June twenty eighth because I really want to play Mario Maker, and unfortunately, uh, the same day is early access, so I have not I have not even opened my Mario Maker. It is still sealed. Uh, so now that the story is done, I'll probably be getting to it uh, in a little bit. But yeah, it is just awesome that is, that is absolutely awesome and i'm looking in the chat here jakester has been playing link to the past and he's the first person i've seen to say that they're glad to be done with link to the past link to the past is such a great game uh not my favorite 2d zelda but it is it is definitely a classic uh and greg you were getting bored with link to the past too yeah that was not my favorite zelda game i missed out like on the Super Nintendo, like when it originally was out, and my first playthrough was on um, Wii in the Virtual Console, because it was like, oh, how did I not play this Zelda game? And then I was not having fun. I just kept thinking, like, this is just like a 2D version of Ocarina of Time. This game's not as good as Ocarina of Time. It's what's going on. Like, wow. I, I have no words, Greg. First off, uh, Late the past came out first, so it if did, anything, yes. Ocarina of Time would be a quote unquote 3D link to the past. Uh, get that right, order is important. Uh, second off, link to not, the past, not according to the timeline, it's not first, yes. <laughs> according to the chronological timeline in the games, it does not take place first. You're right, but in order, in, in order of release and development, it absolutely does. Um, yes, Link to the past is is a true classic and uh i i'm so sad to hear that like first steve says like he didn't like link's awakening and that was like twisting the knife because that is my number one but now both of you bored with link this is not this is not good how bored with link to the past oh oh we 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 got it we got to move on this is this is upsetting information here um and let's move on uh let's let's first move on let's let's talk about briefly what uh what i was alluding to before with dragalia lost um for those of you that have been uh following dragalia lost or even if you haven't uh is it is nintendo's second most profitable mobile game behind fire emblem heroes uh and of course fire emblem heroes did come out i think a year and a half two years prior to Dragalia Lost. Like it had a really big head start. Um, Dragalia Lost is doing incredible for I think it's nine months now. It's been out. Uh, it is it is honestly making a lot of money and very profitable. And the director of Dragalia Lost has been very open and talking with people. He has been posting, you know, here's what's coming up ahead. I want you guys to know what's going on. Uh, and then he posts out of nowhere. I'm I'm stepping down. I'm no longer going to be the director of Dragalia Lost. Uh, instead, I'm going to uh, pass it on to somebody else, and uh, and someone else who has been in the development with uh, with the beginning of Dragon, or at least the the end of the beginning cycle, like before launch, uh, which is which is fine and all. But why? Why why is he being you know shifted away uh, with the game being profitable? And the guy coming in worked for, works for a company that has had one game out. Uh, I think it's called Battle Worlds. Um, it is no longer in service, but it did have a weird crossover with Bravely Default of all games. Uh, obviously, a Square Enix uh, 3DS RPG and a favorite series of both Greg and myself. So maybe we'll see some Bravely action and, and Dragalia coming up. But uh, Greg, 
now that you're back into reality laws, what did you think of this news when you when you opened it up and you saw this? I was definitely surprised I'd be stepping down. Um, I wouldn't think you'd want to be stepping down from a pro like a very like successful game. So I don't know. I mean, unless he's working on like a switch version of the game or something and has other important things going on, then that'd be a good reason for him to step down. But I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know what the state has been for heroes with the people that have been in charge of it, but I haven't, they never announced anything about change of like directors or like leaders or whatever like that, making the decisions. But for all I know, they could have changed like 18 times over in like the, whatever the two year period, but or three years, I guess now, I don't know. It's hmm. just kind of curious to say the least that he'd be stepping down and yeah. nice to, if he told us more what what he was getting into, but maybe it's yeah. something else. I mean, I don't know. One thing that's interesting is September is the one year anniversary to Dragalia mm-hmm. loss. And it's, it would have been nice to see him go the full year, um, but you know, you you said something. I I didn't. I, I've thought about in the past, and I've been hoping it happens, but I didn't think about it until you just you literally called it out. Maybe they are doing a, a switch uh, version of Dragalia Lost or or another game in the series, uh, and they are they are pulling him in to work on it with Nintendo in house because Psy Games is the company that makes Dragalia Lost. Nintendo owns the IP. Nintendo is the parent so to speak they are the the final say on on things and uh they might be saying we're going to take this ip and we're going to bring it in house and this guy is the father of it this guy is is you know been in charge of it so they they would be a great person to be in charge of a switch uh version or a, a switch rpg set in the dragalia universe uh that is a good point that is a yeah, real I mean, point i mean they have very uh, solid set of at least five main characters that they can easily use along with the villains and everything that could easily turn into some sort of non-mobile story and flushed out more and everything so i really hope they do i mean they've if you look at all their other mobile titles every one of their mobile titles has had a console or handheld follow-up in some in some form every single one and they stated that they stated that they wanted their mobile platform to be a gateway they they released Every, every title they released was strategic. There's no mobile title that's been put out that has not been a strategic ploy. You know, even Mitomo at the very beginning, their very first one, I mean, that was a gateway. That was a social experiment, but it also was part of the Tamadachi Life and Mitopia series. And, and that led into Mitopia coming out. And Mario Run, you know, obviously put their big franchises out there. But then Fire Emblem Heroes. Hey, this franchise was pretty much dead, and now look. After Heroes came out, we had I think Echoes came out afterwards, and Fire Emblem Warriors, and now Fire Emblem Three Houses, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp was definitely a precursor and a, and a holdover until New Horizons, uh, and and you know Doctor Mario World and Mario Kart Tour could very well be, you know, placeholders in a sense to to get people ready for the next Doctor Mario, and uh, and Mario Kart title. So why not Dragalia? You know, it's the only mobile title that's a brand new IP that has never had another title, and I th- clearly it's one of their strongest. It's their second most profitable in the, in the shorter time. You know, I mean, it's it's like the one of the main other gotchas that they have in the system. So, I mean, I guess um, the Animal Pocket Camp is kind of also kind of a gotcha style, but I don't know. Maybe people are more willing to wait out the time due to the way Animal Crossing works i guess so yeah uh i think we'll see i I think maybe next e3 we'll hear something about it but i thought it was interesting and and i that's something i really appreciate uh with dragalia is that the they're continuing um even the new director did a what's next on dragalia lost afterwards and i see a lot of people like you know commenting about it like oh it looks like everything's fine this guy seems to have its this handle on it i think what a lot of people are forgetting about is most of the stuff he's talking about were probably in place prior to this other guy leaving uh, oh, I'm so. yeah. It's just the same people that comment on heroes, like, "Oh, we want a Blazing Blade banner, not another like Fate's Awakening banner." And it's like, well, this has been planned out like months and months in advance. You can't just like, "Oh, let's push everything that's already done and insert this in," because we're getting a lot of fan like comments on it. No, it's like they'll just 
like they're receiving the feedback, then they'll plan it and it works out where it gets planned in. So kind of how it works. You can't just now, like insert. Now I know you mentioned like the gotcha thing and how like, you know, uh, it's the only other, as you put it. Uh, Jakester says uh, Animal Crossing is kind of gotcha. And I know uh, Mario Kart Tour is kind of gotcha. And, and Dr. Mario World will also be kind of gotcha. Uh, and even Mitomo uh, was kind of gotcha in, in a way, if you think about it. Because I had the, the little like uh, pinball-style games to get the outfits kind of deal. And you had a... Yeah, we're not, I feel like people weren't buying the currency. <laughs> no, they weren't. They really weren't. Um, but but that to me that says something because because a gotcha game does not equal success because there's a ton of them out there that a ton of them don't make money a ton of them shut down um, they have to be good in order to get someone hooked in into a gotcha and then that's just it you know it's it's one of those things where the game is good enough and the 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 lore is good enough in fact if you're even remotely interested they actually posted I think on Nintendo Mobile they posted a little story recap of the first six chapters which is totally spoilery um, but it's cute and it kind of just lets you know like hey what's what's going on I, they're in chapter eight now they're gonna be chapter nine um, but yeah it's it's interesting they're they're pushing there, there's a reason they're pushing and it's not just for more people to get more gotcha sales I think it's I think you're you might be onto something. So I guess time will tell. Yeah. Uh, speaking of of things coming up and and what the future holds, there was a little bit of a leak. Um, this little bit of a leak, and I, I'm not somebody that likes leaks. Uh, you know, there have been there have been podcasts where, we, where Greg and, and Steve, you, you guys, talked about leaks, and I've literally left. I was like, nope, I'm done. But this is a different type of leak. This is uh, not for a video game. This is for an amusement park. Uh, Super Nintendo World images have popped up on unofficial Universal Orlando podcast Facebook page. Uh, three images in total have popped up. Um, they they show three very distinct, well, two very distinct areas, I should say. Pictures one and two are kind of similar. But here are some of the highlights from the photos. I'm just going to read these out loud. If you haven't seen the photos yet, you should check them out. Um, but here are some of the highlights, and then we'll discuss them. Uh, it seems guests enter through a facade of Bowser's Castle. Uh, the sign above Bowser's Castle right now just merely says Mario Kart. It could change, of course. This is just a concept mold. Uh, quick service uh, location is called Toadstool Cafe on the lower level. The family Omnimover ride appears to be named Yoshi's Adventure. Donkey Kong Country shown uh, where guests would have access through a warp pipe located under the Yoshi ride. And, and of the two pictures, like one of them is like a Mario world and the other one is Donkey Kong Country, uh, which is really cool. It makes me hope there's a, uh, a Zelda area. Uh, there's a model of Funky Kong's plane. Uh, it looks like it's used as an outdoor gift shop. Donkey Kong's treehouse is the backdrop for a meet-and-greet stage. There are interactive characters along the main path, like Rambi the Rhino. The main roller coaster attraction there is, uh, is called uh, the Minecart Madness in the model, uh, partially outside, as well as feature indoor scenes. I mean, you, you got to have a minecart when you think of Donkey Kong Country. Uh, the main entrance to this area is a temple, with the minecart jumping the track right at the top of the temple above an integrated waterfall feature. Um, these are just some of the highlights. Uh, of course, you know, this hints to the Mario Kart uh, race. This hints to the, the, the Donkey Kong uh, minecart roller coaster. Greg, does this get you excited? Like, what do you think about this? Is this what you pictured in your head when you first heard about this? Or is this above and beyond or worse? This is, I guess it was somewhat like spot on. Like, I would figure they would want to do like Bowser's Castle. That's a very iconic thing. And they obviously want to do something from Donkey Kong as like one of their oldest uh, characters that Nintendo has like in their IPs. So it obviously makes sense to do the most recent series, like the return series. So um, yeah, everything has been looking super incredible and that was really um, some cool details like Funky's plane and like you can go inside like one of like the toad houses for whatever. I mean, it's everything just looks so like neat and really hope that like it, comes out to be at least something i guess like this it obviously might not be these are, could not be final and there just could be like speculative like a diorama like type plan that obviously can easily change but yeah that would be super incredible and like you i hope there's like a legend of zelda area because that's another one of the like biggest um, franchises that they have yeah it just it just really makes you wonder how big you know how 
how much of the area they're going to use for what are they going to leave room for expansion and what other nintendo properties will be represented um you know i mean i would think they'd want to do pokemon and zelda i mean i mean pokemon would be <laughs> really stupid if they didn't but pokemon also has to go with the pokemon company though it's it's you know they need different people for approval on that i know but i would that's still pretty uh, hand in hand with Nintendo. So, of course, of course. Well, I mean, Nintendo owns a third of it. Um, I could definitely see Pokemon being like meet and greet sections, like you know Pikachu uh, appearing there or something like that. Uh, what would you do for a Pokemon ride, though? I mean, like, how would you really integrate Pokemon? Pokefloats. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more integrating Smash Brothers if you think about it. And no, that was just a quick uh, well, one-off snap. What about like when you're in one of those cars rolling and you got to take pictures of, of Pokemon, kind of like like there's a Buzz Lightyear ride in yeah, Disney yeah, where you yep. shoot? That would be cool. Yeah, you can. That's easily an idea right there. I mean, you can. You could even have like maybe not necessarily a camera, but it could just be something that launches Pokeballs, and you could just like, oh, there's a Pokemon. You just kind of like toss out a Pokeball and you can catch it. Yeah. And also, they also can have like legendary balls. They can like switch over using a button. I mean, you can do all sorts of stuff with that. So they could. They could do a Pokemon area. Uh, they could make it like the Safari Zone kind of deal. You know, that would be neat. Um, and obviously Zelda would... I, I can't see them not doing Zelda. Metroid is one of those that I would love to see. Like maybe like something like Space Mountain, but, you know, you're in Samus's ship. Um, but I don't, I don't know if Metroid is a big enough franchise for a theme park, like an entire world. Yeah. Although I didn't think Donkey Kong was a big enough franchise for an entire world because i know number one two three is pokemon mario and zelda in terms of sales but yeah you know yeah, and even zelda is like a distant third <laughs> but you know i think maybe you know, not after so much as after breath of the wild though i know they need, like, they need a xenoblade that's what they need they need a xenoblade section and <laughs> and all it does like when, when we go down there and visit like this robot just comes and grabs steve and like forces him to play like you that's all you're doing here is you're playing as ca- captive Here's what they could have done to integrate Xenoblade. They could have like raised up this land super high, so it's like you're on top of these like stone giants back. <laughs> have the entire theme park like on top. That would be awesome. That that would be impressive. But yeah, that would probably cost way too much and <laughs> be like safety concerns and elevation issues and oh, all yeah. sorts of other stuff. But. And so going into the comments, uh, Roth says Donkey Kong Country Ride makes great sense. Reminds him of Splash Mountain at Disney Parks. I agree. Uh, it reminds me more of Big Thunder Mountain, personally, um, just with the, the minecart motif. Uh, he also says Pokemon would probably take up its own section, Pokemon Snap style. I agree. That'd be awesome. Uh, Jakester says that the Pokemon attraction should be Lavender Town. I don't think the idea is to scar children. I think the idea is for them to have fun, but that is an idea. And Hawada says Zelda would be an escape room. That is a good idea. A Zelda escape room with, with chimes and everything. Um, although, could you imagine the weight? Like, they'd have to have a lot of those rooms for people. Otherwise, it would be a, a hellacious weight. You'd have to sign up. Either the room could only take, like, a maximum, like, five, ten minutes, or they would have to have an unreasonable amount of, like, rooms. You would need, like, almost a whole Ganon's castle full of rooms, like, different yeah. rooms. If they made it, like, a special, like, show-like room, and you just had, like, 3D goggles or something, and, like, a interactive, like, keyboard-type thing, they could probably do something like that, kind of like the Simpsons ride. But then it wouldn't be as fun if you weren't actually adventuring around. Well, you know what? They could make, they could make like, you mentioned Simpsons ride for me. Uh, I date myself Back to the Future for me. Um, but they can make a ride like that, but make it like Dragon's Lair, but with Zelda, you know, with like quick time events where you're, whoa, you know, you gotta, you gotta quickly press left and the whole car goes to the left. Uh, except maybe say you're on a Pona or, or, uh, you're, you're in one of those carts and you're using the, the magnet beam from Breath of the Wild and with a rock and you're just like le- levitating yourself up. I don't know. Be crazy about it. Uh, yeah. Something like I did that. Ride, yeah. I have ridden the Back to the Future ride. I just didn't want to go that far back. Cause <laughs> I was like, I needed something a little bit more recent. Like, the last the time Simpsons I was track. at Universal was, was still Back to the Future. So <laughs> it's been a long time for me. So I'm I'm looking forward to this so I can go back there. And for me, it's going to be a whole new park. Yeah, um, we went there to see Harry Potter. So unfortunately, that's already one that was already gone. So Yeah. Like, oh, man. But, you know, this, this, this looks fantastic. Uh, 
this yeah. i love these models i i really do like i want to own the models just to have like i think yeah they make a fantastic amiibo display oh my god yes that that is something we need to make happen like find these models i know they're probably under lock and key uh we have the screenshots you can probably make it using your own handheld materials <sighs> there's that one guy that did like the whole overworld of of uh zelda one like that and i just don't here here i know jake's just been waiting for it i don't have time for that no time that that's that's too much work so there you go jake sir no time to build a super mario or super nintendo world replica model based off of the allegedly leaked uh you know speaking of jakester he says another attraction luigi's mansion or a boo house that that fits perfectly especially with luigi's mansion 3 you know coming out this year i mean there's a lot of easy small things like that that could just fit in there yeah, you obviously don't need like a detailed land like a Zelda land and DK land. No, and stuff. Hey, Luigi's Mansion could fit into the Mario World land just fine. I mean, yeah, why not? It te- technically takes place in the same world, so we can make that happen. Universal, don't disappoint us. We are all we're all uh, you know relying on you. Uh, so next up, we have. Uh, an interesting thing we we talked a little bit about Dragalia Lost with mobile Fire Emblem Heroes is also uh, back in the news um, because they are doing a promotion with three houses uh, where you get a uh, Byleth Hero in Heroes if you connect the Nintendo Network ID for both games uh, when you register the gold coins for Switch. Uh, Greg, why don't you talk a little bit about that? You're big into Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, so that was pretty much a great summary. I mean. They sent out a notification at the beginning of July, just stating like, "Oh, if you have, if you use the same um, Nintendo Network ID that you used for Fire Emblem Heroes, then as you do have on your Switch, and then you also do the um, register the gold point um, gold coins, which virtual co- the digital copy is obviously automatically. But for those that don't know, that you can do the same with the uh, physical copies. You just have to like." Um, go into like the, the little side menu on the home screen for the game, and then you can select the option to hit register. So pretty much once that is complete, they'll send you like a, the hero to your inbox, and it'll probably be just like the normal five-star hero, and it's rumored to be the male version, with like probably the female version might appearing on a future summoning event. So that they did say they will be doing summoning events. I don't know how close to the release it will be, but those will be coming up. I mean, there's still like Choose Your Legends coming up, and normally in the summertime they've been um, knee deep in the summer costumes. So, like, it's going to be kind of packed with new banners and right around like the two and a half anniversary coming up. So, uh, two and a half years. Wow, I remember when that that game came out, and I, I can't believe it's been two and a half years. That is. <sighs> So it's like two years of you not playing, pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's about two years since I've played that game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been... It's just in- incredible. And you play that thing every day. You play that game for like two and a half years every day. Yeah, I mean, I have to beat my record for Tapped Out, which was longer than that. It was like four or five years on that game, mobile game. That is... That is wild. Now, here, here, let's let's do this. Obviously, Fire Emblem Heroes is doing this promotion with Fire Emblem Three Houses. That totally makes sense. And just recently, Dragalia Lost did a, a cross promotion with Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, what what are, what cross promotions do you think uh, you'll see in Fire Emblem Heroes? Like, do you think they'll do it with more Fire Emblem characters, or do you think they're going to do like one with Dragalia, or do you think they're going to do one with like Zelda or or any other Nintendo franchise? Well, I really feel like if they would have done another franchise, that they probably would have done it by now. So I know they are very adamant on keeping all, trying to add on all the different Fire Emblem hero, like, characters from the various games. So, I mean, I know every game has representation already, at least some more than others. Obviously, Fates and Awakening has a much larger representation, but I think those are because they're the most recent games in everybody's minds. But. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if they did one with the Dragalia, but I don't know how they would quite get them to work. I don't know. It's a little bit easier for them to put them into Dragalia Lost, just due to the nature of the, how the game plays a little bit differently, and like, there's not as much emphasis on like customizing the characters like there is in 
Fire Emblem, where you can pretty much give them completely new skill sets by inheriting other heroes into them. So, yeah, that's that's when I quit. Like I was reading that, I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome, but it just infinitely got more complicated. And I just here we go again, Jake. I just didn't have time at the time, and I still don't have time now. <laughs> well, if I have time to do both, I surely you do. <laughs> yeah, but you're not playing an MMO. True. See? See? That's that's a huge. Those are huge time sinks. Exactly. From what I hear. Yeah. So, so that that's my my vice. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. Now, and there was another interesting game announcement. I know these are um, there was a Digimon uh, event that happened, and uh, there was the newest Digimon game. Unfortunately, was delayed until 2020. Um, but out of surprise, the Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, the complete edition has been announced for the Switch. Uh, these games came out in the PS4, and they came out on the Vita. And I, I want to say the first one came out in the PS3. I could be wrong. Um, but they're coming together uh, for the Switch, and they're coming physically, which is another wonderful thing. Like All these games finally going physical, uh, though we don't know if they're pulling the Capcom route where one game is on the card and one is download. This is Bandai Namco. Hopefully they're being smart about it and putting them both in the card. Uh, have you played these games? Did you ever watch Digimon or anything like that, Greg? No, I never really got too deep into Digimon, so I didn't really watch that like on <laughs> TV. I think there was a TV series, but I didn't watch it. No, no Jake, sir, correct me. It was Anime Expo, but it was like a Digimon panel. Um, see, did, I've heard that Digimon Story is a fantastic game. Like both of them, they're, they're fantastic games. And I got, I got the, I got it on PS4, intending to play it, and I never did. And then I got the sequel and never played it. Uh, and then I got the Vita versions because I'm like, oh, I'll import the Vita ones. They they were only released uh, physically in 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 the asian english territories like singapore so i'm like okay cool you know i'll I'll try still haven't done it so maybe maybe now on the switch uh with the complete versions i'll i'll get a chance to try it because i've heard they're really good rpgs uh they're it's just really nice to see nintendo still getting the support especially bandai namco um but at the same time these are in more ports so let's think about this the first year we had a few ports and the second year we was almost all ports. I mean, all Nintendo stuff was really all ports. And so far this year we've had one port as far as I can remember, which was new super Mario brothers, U deluxe, uh, which really should have just been new super Mario brothers, all star. And the other three should have been included. And I don't think people would have had nearly the problem they had with U deluxe. Um, what do you think? Do you think, uh, Greg, that, that there will be more ports. Are we are we done with the ports, or are they going to be slower down, or what do you think? I don't know. I kind of think that some more are coming. I know people are like asking for like the wonderful one hundred and one and like some other games. So I kind of think that there could be a few more coming. And I mean, we've even talked about Metroid Prime Trilogy, which again would be another port. Um, I just think that possibly right now they're kind of like cooled down a little bit because like the first year we didn't have too many of them the second year was really filled with them and i think that's just because of the way that the major titles were kind of falling into place and then this year seems to be like another like epic year with a a number of highly anticipated titles coming so there's less ports as of now probably throughout the rest of this year and then next year it might kind of jump back up and we might see a few more ports coming over and whatnot so it's almost like one year on, one year off type of deal that they might be trying here. Well, that makes sense. And I think I think a lot of people didn't have problems with ports as fillers, uh, not only for people who didn't get to play them, but understanding about development cycles. Um, but I think a lot of people felt last year was so overbearing with ports. Like it was just, it was so, so heavily relied on ports. Uh, and, and the new titles weren't that stellar. Like they didn't set the world on fire. Kirby Star Allies or mario tennis like neither of those set the world on fire smash um, brothers well yeah smash brothers at the end pokemon and uh, you know super mario party uh those were the the last three big you know nintendo titles but that was, was what september november december we had like nothing oh yeah october we had torna so we had four four big titles and then torna even was well standalone it was like an expansion kind of deal it was a prequel um so you had the rest of the eight months where you had Mario Tennis 
and you had Kirby because Yoshi was delayed. So you had two titles, and then the rest were all ports. Do you think we're going to see that in 2020? Do you think 2020 is going to be very, very back-heavy again, and it's going to be filled with the beginning part with all ports? I mean, it certainly could be. I mean, we don't really have too many titles for 2020 outside of like Animal Crossing and obviously Metroid Prime 4, which has no release date. But Bayonetta I mean, 3 as well. I mean, there certainly could be a few more coming into place, kind of like, as you said, Metroid Prime Trilogy. I mean, people are asking for, like, the Wonderful 101, and there might even be some other ones that people aren't even considering that could port over, like, the Donkey Kong Country Returns or something like that. I don't know. But even though they already have Tropical Freeze, I don't know. It might have just been a phase for year two just to kind of add some great titles in, and they might not need any more in 2020, but... I think there'll probably still be some more coming down the way. Yeah, I, I do. Um, but do you, do you think they're going to... I do want to see some Wii U ports. You know, like Xenoblade Chronicles X, Wonderful 101. You know, definitely some great Wii U titles. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE, Fatal Frame 5. Uh, stuff like that. I But I also... I, I wouldn't mind seeing some enhanced uh, versions of like Wii, even Wii games or, or GameCube games. Um, just it done in compilations, especially like like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is a great game, but I think my biggest problem with that port is it didn't live up to the potential it could have because they could have added Donkey Kong Country Returns in there just just so easily had it as a combo pack, the same price. It would have been so easy for them to do, uh, and and I think people would have been like, you know, the sixty dollars is an easier pill to swallow. Than, than just the game with new funky mode, um, which is $10 more than what it launched at. And I, like I said, new Super uh, U Deluxe, the same thing. Uh, Jakester was wondering what the other three, um, that would be New Super Mario Brothers for the DS, the New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and New Super Mario Brothers 2, along with New Super Mario Brothers U and Luigi U for the five of games total. Um, like that would, to me, that was just smart. That that is going a little above and beyond. People are talking about the um, Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD coming over. Uh, if they come over, I'd be fine with them coming over onto the Switch. Make it a collection two back. Like do things like that. I think people are more apt to purchase older titles or ports uh, when there's more value. And, and not so much when there's less value. And that doesn't necessarily mean adding new content to the game or adding new modes or, or anything like that. Just bundle. Bundle a few older games together. I mean, Namco proved it with the Namco Museum uh, back, back in the PlayStation days that, hey, this can work. And, and the Switch has a ton, a ton of great uh, collections. There's the SNK collection. There's the Atari collection. There's the Capcom Beat 'em Up bundle. There's the Darius Cosmic Collection. Um, there's just so many Mega Man things. collections, Contra Mega Man collection. Legacy Collection, Contra, Castlevania, the Konami Arcade. There's so many of these collections, and and I think it's important. I think Nintendo should get onto this bandwagon of collections. They used to. They did the Kirby Anniversary one on the Wii. They did the Zelda Collector's Edition on the GameCube. Uh, bring these kind of things back. Mar- they did Mario All-Stars twice <laughs> on, the, on the SNES and the Wii. Uh, bring these things back. Do these things. These are, these are what I think what people would be more willing to take. So maybe, maybe that's what we'll see in 2020. We'll see some more collections coming out. In addition to, like, like what Bandai Namco just did with the Digimon. There's two games. Let's put them together in the same thing instead of selling them separately for $60. Uh, they were smart. Nintendo, follow suit do it yes i would definitely like to see their collections if they're not going to be expanding the online service to have like the other systems so yeah super nes collection it'd be, it'd be really <laughs> easy to have like a i mean they could just do a zelda collection it can have like link to the past it could have um ocarina of time majora's mask wind waker twilight princess they could put like all of those on there oh, oh. even like, even like skyward sword Skyward Sword is one that they've talked about, and there's no plans right now because of the motion controls. But all the others, definitely. Even even things, you know, Fire Emblem Collection, you know, an original Metroid Collection. I mean, they're sitting on this stuff. They're sitting on it. They could even take the Kirby Anniversary Collection from the Wii and bring it over to the Switch, and I think people would buy it. They need to capitalize, so we'll see. I do want to talk about one more story tonight. 
this is a story that is very weird and very unique and possibly may not have actually gotten onto the podcast if Steve was here. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so I'm just going to warn you guys now, this is one of the most unique and oddest and brain hurting stories in, in our, the fandom at the moment. Um, but there is a, a cosplayer and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put cosplayer in quotes, uh, named Belle Delphine. Uh, she's a 19 year old Brit. Uh, she started cosplaying and, and building her social media empire. I think at the age of 14, uh, she's known for wearing wigs and designing her clothes and, and all this stuff. But because she was so young, she has a very young following and, Obviously, this young following is a lot of boys uh, who see a pretty girl and they follow along. Uh, well, she does some risque things for her patrons, which includes sending uh, risque or nude photos to underage boys because there's no or, or girls because uh, there is no filter. Um, so this girl's already, you know playing loosely with the law and, and most likely on the wrong side of it. But she decided as a joke, I guess, because so many people uh, in her, her community would, would post to her saying, let me drink your bath water. So she's decided, okay, and has bottled her bath water, sold it for 24 pounds or $30 a pop on her own store. It is now sold out because she couldn't take that many baths to meet the demand, uh, has shipped out bottles of what she calls gamer girl bath water. And this is a real thing. I, I wish I was joking. I really do. And, uh, people are tape, you know, putting themselves on YouTube, drinking her bath water. This is the weirdest thing I've probably read in a long time. Greg, what are your take? What's your take on this? Like, what does the community come to at this point? Yeah, this is just some uh, people that don't really. Uh, I don't know. It's obviously like in a perverted sense, like that they're wanting to do stuff with like the water and everything, and like she even. I saw like she even had like the description of it. it was just like, Oh, like not for drinking and not for doing this. And I saw that there was like somebody that was actually like hospitalized cause they drank it or something. And it's like, I can't believe that people would still do that or even buy it, let alone for $30. It's like, you can't rent your own bath and just pretend that she like she was in there. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, it it is so bizarre, and and you know what? I hate to say this, but I gotta give her credit uh, in the sense that she, you know, back in the day, my father used to say, you know, what's next? Are they gonna try to sell us water? And and you know what? They did it. They sold us bottled water. So what's next? Selling people bath water? Well, yeah, she did it, and people bought it. I mean, she's not a fool. Uh, she she's actually quite smart. If you think about it, 19 years old, she's she's bringing in six digits. Uh, so she's doing something right in, in terms of that. I mean, uh, what she does is very risque and possibly illegal. But, you know, this is totally not illegal. This is just weird and just it's disgusting. But at the same time, what does it say about the gaming community that she sold out and couldn't take baths fast enough? Uh, to uh, to produce this product, yeah, it's definitely giving a bad image, especially since it's like people get so attached to some streamers and stuff, and that's I've heard other ones getting could get like requests to be like followed or like get married to them or whatever, like all this creepy behavior, and it just you really have to be careful out there and whatnot. Well, celebrities, celebrities do get stalkers. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that, that happens, male and female. You know, people fall in love with a celebrity, and, and they do some crazy things. So and in that sense, this is no different, except this time she's kind of feeding the crazy in a sense. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought this was a really weird thing uh, I wanted to bring up, uh, just because just it's, so, it's so bizarre. And, and I really, really want to... 
I wish Steve was here. I'd love to hear Steve's take. Maybe he'll he'll fill it in the comments, or I'll get an angry DM and be like, "What did you do, Barry? Why were you talking about that?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear anything about like it. Um, she couldn't take enough baths. I mean, like I thought I I saw somebody did like a breakdown, or whatever it was like. If it was like six ounces or something, and like a normal bath is like two thousand some ounces, it was like. She shouldn't have a problem like filling the bottles. It was just probably the initial amount that she thought would sell actually just completely sold, I guess. But I don't know. All, all, the article I read said that she she had to stop it because she couldn't take enough baths. Uh, I, I don't know. I that, just, that could have been a note of sarcasm, but yeah, it could have been. It's just it's just such a bizarre story. Um, but yeah, there, there is one thing we else we can touch upon. Uh, Jakester brings up about Pokemon. Um, there is a, there was a new trailer, uh, that came out and it, uh, it, it renamed Dynamax to what you got into casting or whatever. I don't know. I like Dynamax. Um, but they showed off some new Pokemon, uh, some that were, were shown at the E3 build, I believe, and they showed off two new trainers, but the real the real thing that caught me on the trainers thing is this is the first time uh, that each game, in addition to having different Pokemon, will actually have different trainers. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Like finally, they're they're really changing it up. Did you see this trailer, Greg? Or are you excited? No, for this? I, I mean I haven't really been following Pokemon too closely, but I did. I mean I guess I saw like a related article saying how they're trying to like slowly release like major features, but. That doesn't really fall into this trailer, though. Oh, apparently Jake's just correcting me. Black and White apparently had different trainers. I'll be honest, I did not play Black and White. I, I came back to the frame. I stopped after Ruby. Oh, no, I did play a little Diamond Pearl. I didn't do Black and White, and I played a little Black White, too. Uh, so I did not I realize that. So it's nice that they're doing it again, let me say. They didn't do it in Sun and Moon. They didn't do it in X and Y. They didn't do it in Let's Go's. Uh, so it's, it's nice to see them do this again. Uh, this, it, I just think it's neat. I think they need to do something, uh, to differentiate the two versions. And especially with this whole international decks issue. Have you seen this, Greg? This is, unbelievable. Yeah, I think we had, I think we had talked about it like at yeah, the, the, right around the E3 podcast where they said they couldn't even bring over like all the Pokemon just because yeah. they had trouble trying to balance all of them and whatnot. It's gotten worse. Like it's this is this. I don't even want to waste time talking about it. It's just it's so so silly. Uh, just play the game, enjoy it, relax. You know, if you can't use your ice cream Pokemon, I think you'll survive. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a ridiculous thing. Uh, and, and you know what? If, if you really are that upset about it, then then I guess all you can do is let them know. Um, hopefully with DLC down the road, they'll, they'll add more or they'll use this as a stepping stone, kind of like they used smash four as a stepping stone to build into ultimate and the next Pokemon, uh, well, whatever it's going to be called table and chair, uh, we'll have all the Pokemon in it or something. So I guess we'll see. We should register that domain just so then I don't have to buy it. <laughs> Pokemon table, Pokemon share. That would be awesome. I would be totally up for that. Which would you be? Pokemon table or Pokemon share? What would you buy? <laughs> probably the table. I would probably do like a stop move. And <laughs> See, I, I'd do chair. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's always fun. Uh, just so you guys do know, um, we do love to take uh, hear from you. We love to hear from the community. Uh, so there's a couple ways you can get in touch with us again. Uh, first, you can send in any questions you want via email to podcast at nintendofuse.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you could also go to Twitter or Instagram at nintendofuse and talk to us there. Uh, Facebook, again, facebook.com slash nintendofuse. We also have our Facebook community, and we also have our Discord. Please join our Discord. Um, uh, it's wonderful to get to talk to you. It's, it's definitely more interactive and, and faster responding uh, uh, social media in, uh, in a sense. Uh, and yeah, we just love to hear from you. Um, so Greg, upcoming releases in the next two weeks, is there anything you're, you're excited about? Um, yeah, as we kind of touched on briefly a little bit earlier, Dr. Mario World launches on Wednesday, so I'll be checking that out. I signed up to be notified upon its release, which obviously is just two days away now. Um, outside of that, um, 
I didn't really see a lot of stuff that I would necessarily like buy. I mean, I would can definitely look into more of them as time goes on. I mean, I know um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is right around the corner. I never played the first one and unsure if I would like that one as much as I like Mario Maker, but I might have to play the demo really quick to find out if I like it, but I'll probably be uh, still knee deep in uh, Mario Maker trying to get as much stuff done before Three Houses comes out at the end of the month. Yeah, that's right. That comes out in the end of the month. Holy crap. <laughs> so close. Does that come out before our next podcast or after? I think it's after because okay. our next one is, what, like the 20s? It is the 22nd. Yeah, so I think it comes out on the, the Friday after. Okay, so you, you have a little time. You have a little yep. time. Uh, see, for me, um, I do need to hit Mario Maker 2, and I probably will get to it between the next podcast. Uh, a game that it's not out within the next two weeks, but it actually just came out uh, called Will. Uh, it intrigued me. Uh, I like visual novel type games, uh, so I might. I might give that a shot, uh, but but Greg, I did find the game that you should be totally playing. This that it just came out uh, today. It's called Tokyo School Life. Uh, you can find your high school sweetheart on your trip to Japan. Oh my so gosh! I really? Totally think this is the game that you should be be buying and playing. Like I think think that that totally fits you. Yeah, that, I'll have to get right on that. I'll have to go uh, order a copy to get delivered uh, next hour or two. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> oh man, well, how can I say this is this is always fun. It, it stinks not having Steve uh, with us, but I do want to thank everybody uh, in the chat. Uh, we we had quite quite a lively chat session. We had Jakester and we Roth, and we had Hawada. Uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We love uh, talking with you guys, and we love that you guys join us. Uh, every single time it is wonderful um if you enjoy podcasts like this or uh, nintendo content please remember to subscribe to our youtube to our social media go to nintendofuse.com and more most importantly share if you have friends that love nintendo have them join the discord have them talk with us we'd love to hear from them so please we'd read really greatly appreciate that uh the next episode as we already said will be on july 22nd 2019 hopefully steve will be here to take over hosting duties uh and he can probably start the podcast you know with lots of exclamations what what did you do last time barry this last time i leave you in charge talking about gamer girl bathwater what's wrong with you uh, <laughs> greg thank you uh so much for uh for joining me tonight no problem man no, always great talking with uh games and opinions and stuff absolutely so. and uh for everyone out there thanks for listening have a great night and we'll see you next time